Hello, this is Khalees Exists. I'm back. This is episode eight, and it is the third of the first, uh, 2020. See, I got it right. I'm always thinking, oh, I'm going to say 2019, but now nah, fucking nailed that shit. Uh, <laughs> you're right, those expletives were pointless, sir. Um, right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight into it, right? My pet peeve at the moment thing really annoyed me. Right, I know it sounds like it's planned, right? You know, yesterday I was like, oh, not sure about this Airbnb. Sure, it will be fine, sort of. Well, shit fan, shit hit fan, right? Classic, that classic story of when shit meets fan. (laughs) Oh, so it turns out this place I booked a while ago, it was approved, so whoever owned it approved it supposedly, turns out, did a person who run it, apparently no longer wanted to do Airbnb. And it apparently asked him to cancel it a while ago, I don't know if that's true. Maybe she just forgot, and she handled it on automated, and forgot ages ago that she didn't want to do it anymore, but forgot to take it off. Who knows? But my reservation was accepted, right? And, uh, um comes to the day I'm meant to leave and you know I was luckily asking them because I was like I want to make sure they exist before I go there turns out they had no idea about it no, and it had happened before so it's all falling apart uh, still trying to get get a proper um, contact with Airbnb look I know it's kind of a it's annoying but I also want to say I'm aware with people homeless and stuff it's just a little bit you know rich for me to complain about the Airbnb that I was meant to live in for a month is collapsing or whatever, but um, I was meant to live there for a month, you know. And you know what? I'm surprised about how reasonable I feel at the moment because I thought I was going to come honest and be like, ah, Airbnb, I'm going to go down there and I blah, 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 blah. If you mess with me, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Didn't do that yet. Uh, do you know why? Because I don't want to listen to this and be like, wow, you've got obviously mentally unhinged, so we're not going to help you at all. So I'm going to wait until they actually help me. And then maybe, maybe I'll, I'll swear <laughs> a lot about them. Oh, pieces of... Mm. Anyway, you know, I just went to the cinema. Uh, went with my mum and my sister. I went to see Nas out. Oh, good, good fun. Good fun. Uh, yeah, just a good, like, it takes, I feel like thrillers or at least like uh, sort of twisty, turny stuff. It's got to be really good to really kind of um, keep me interested in these days. Because I just, a lot of time I just guess it. You know, I guess the twist or I always hate it on uh, film posters when it says, you'll never see this twist coming. And I'm like, well, I will now, won't I? <laughs> you fucked up that marketing. But, do you know what? Well, let's market it on the fact there's a twist. So let's just say what happens on the poster. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Sergio, which is, I mean, True, more ways than one now, isn't it? Um, probably, you know what? I think the worst thing about a film is that twist because it's so obvious. The old it was the main character all along twist, which happens so much, right? Look, you know, I'm not going to, I was about to lead, name a load of films that I realized was technically spoiler, but next time you watch like a thriller, psychological thriller, right? At the very beginning, go. Is it, is the main is it going to be down the main character all along? 
And if they do that in the end, they're lazy bastards, right? It's a lazy twist to be like, oh, you think he's all, it turns out it's the main guy when he thought it was someone else all along. Yeah, lazy. They think it's smart because what if it's him all along, you know? Because you think he's looking, but he's looking for himself. And it's been done about a million times, but fucking annoys me. (laughs) Oh, I never watch anything else, but at the end, it's like that. It's the main character all along twist. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so unfucking surprised and completely disappointed. Can you tell that I may be, <laughs> I'm uh, maybe relocating that uh, Airbnb rage a little bit towards something, <laughs> something else, uh, and that's thrillers at the moment, apparently. But yeah, Knives Out is, uh, you know, it keeps keeps me. Kept me on my toes at least. Uh, you know, a few things I kind of noticed. Um, I'm not going to really go into because I don't want to spoil it for people. It's good fun though. It's really good fun. It's funny. I tell you what though, I saw it, and but this is going to be. I'm going to be a bit snobby, right? Actually, no, I'm not going to be snobby. I hate snobs. But what I'm going to say <laughs> is, right, the audience that I we were with didn't seem to get that it was meant to be funny. I was laughing. Not really any other people were laughing. But I know my sister was sat next to someone because we had to sit separately, right? Uh, I didn't book. I thought this film's been out for ages. We don't need to book. Apparently, we did. Anyway, so we sat with the same row but different seats. And um, yeah, apparently, my sister was next to someone who, every time I laughed, was like, <laughs> why is that guy laughing? And she was kind of, at least facially, like, well, I mean, it is meant to be funny. But apparently, they didn't get that in Southampton. No. Anyway, go see it if you still can. Good fun. Um, it's kind of my idea of sort of, you know, entertaining kind of well-made entertaining films, right? Um, you know, it's just like they've made it, they wanted it to be entertaining, but they've also gone, how can we make this interesting? How can we um, make it a bit different? How can we personalise it a little bit? Uh, and they've done that. Um, I think the idea that, blockbusters or entertaining films now is literally just to have like a couple of robots explode on a city and a fucking one of those big what's it called skylight things come in not the windows you know they always do those in every like marvel film now always ends with a big like light for them in the sky and then they throw each other into buildings that's fast and you don't know what's going on it looks awful like a computer game that's you know that seems to be oh that's what entertainment is no you actually have to craft something to be entertaining at least to entertain me. Maybe I'm just picky. Who knows? Um, Daniel Craig's in it. He's great fun. Um, especially when he's smoking a, smoking a J. Uh, and, um, yeah, he is kind of doing a foghorn leghorn impression. It's very much, I see, I say, I say. <laughs> you. I'm a detective. Oh, I see, I say, I doodly do, sir. Sort of thing. You know, but they also make fun of it. So, it's, you know, they actually do mention um, that he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Great cast. Great cast. Great cast. Got one of my favourite actors in it. Oh, oh, Michael Shannon. Oh, oh, I wish he did more Lee Rolls when. I really want to see him playing like a hero, you know? I think he'd do a good sort of weird 60s sort of tough guy movie, maybe. I think, I think he's got it in him. My dream, I don't mind saying it, because someone else makes this, I'll be happy because I can watch it. Because let's face it, I'm probably never going to get it made. I always want to do a remake, uh, the Charles Bronson film, 
Mr. Majestic with Michael Shannon. However, you know, it would be actually my faithful adaptation of Molyneux's original treatment slash novel. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and he's basically like a, a melon farmer who ends up having to stop a hitman or something. But yeah, I think if you, you could do it with him and do something really kind of real. Or maybe not. Maybe it's all bullshit. Right, let's go to the concerning news of the day, shall we? Um, um, the United States have assassinated um, a major general uh, for Iran, uh, causing a lot of fears about World War III and um, inciting tensions throughout the region and throughout the world between Iran's allies, or at least partners in various uh, oil investments, um, such as Russia and China, um, and yeah, it's um, it's concerning, isn't it? Because um, Donald Trump, I think, is the, the biggest problem. Obviously, his policy is, is a problem, but I think what is most concerning, right? Most concerning is that he seems to be a man who is mentally unstable, um, and not stable enough to be in political power. And I think that, to me is what we could tell him whether he'd be left, right, centre, is a man who just seems to be um, not mentally qualified to to work <laughs> at all, really. Um, this could be a sort of last sort of chance um, attempt to, to, to grab some power back by starting a war, as has been done by Margaret Thatcher with the Falklands or George uh, Bush Senior with... Uh, the first Iraq war and the Gulf um, and many other, you know, how Richard Nixon extended the Vietnam War just to keep his power going. Um, yeah, but, right, you're like, where's the comedy, Oakley? This is just, we know this, this is just said. Well, I'll tell you what, really annoyed me though, right? Oh, the Twitter people who sort of, Franz, Franz Ferdinand started um trending on Twitter um, and people making jokes oh I thought they meant the band would come back oh it turns out they were just you know marking how the assassination of Franz Ferdinand started World War One, and that this could be a similar thing um, but oh the way it was done was such a smug sort of um, like this was a fucking Star Wars movie there was always people going hmm, history nerds will well recognize this uh, is similar to Sachinov for Franz Ferdinand like that is some sort of little known knowledge or like you know this is this is similar to Franz Ferdinand yeah I know and like all these people are boasting and like look I know this one thing I remember from secondary school and oh just the fucking the sort of people who always have to show that, oh, look out, look, I'm right, oh, look what I know. Even when there's a possible war, they're still going, mm, you know, this is uh, very, um, reminds me of this. I know because, you know, I'm obviously really intelligent. No, you're not. It's common knowledge. And stop fucking uh, treating this like it's a movie. Like, oh, did you see the reference in those Star Wars? Yeah. When, like, um, Chewbacca got the medals because in the first one, they didn't get one. Yeah, not a lot of people like the proper Star Wars. No. Star Wars nerds when they're that early. So, yeah, stop acting. Oh, this is some sort of fucking thing for you to get props on. Like, hmm, yeah, I knew it was the end of the world before anyone else. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck off. 
Ah, oh, it's definitely some, you know, I'm definitely pushing the anger in this episode, isn't it? I, I did wonder when this was going to go full sort of network-style rant. <laughs> Turns out it's tonight. Although I don't know if I should be concerned that uh, now World War Three has is no longer trending on Twitter. So the people got bored of that, and now Chris Rear is trending on Twitter. Yeah, so I've uh, wild at peace now, which I don't think is the case. Or people just got bored and went, "Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Chris Rear?" <laughs> oh, I saw they posted a picture of the Queen with her three future heirs. Ah, oh, what a disgusting! Oh, what a disgusting symbol the royal family are. Sorry, right, I'm getting really deep tonight. I don't mean to. <laughs> do you know what I find funny though? Right. There's loads of people obviously support Queen, but to me it's because it's, they've been there for so long, right? Because if I went to you, if I pitched this idea, I went, look guys, I've got a great idea, right? We choose a family, specifically one so insular, they encourage incest. Um, it's not what we expect from a national symbol, but um, also we give them loads of money every year. Um, I don't know what you're thinking. These people will have too much power. We'll make sure they don't have any political power, although they do own loads of land. That is power, but we'll just ignore that. Um, but we'll give them loads of money anyway. I always find that's a really stupid argument. People go, oh, they don't have any power. And I'm like, right. So we're spending millions and millions of pounds on something that has no power. So it's like, oh, well, if that interests you, I've got some old used batteries to sell you. million pounds, they've got no power in them. But obviously that's... Enticing to you. Also, it's the old um, people say, oh, they bring much more through in tourism. And I'm going, well, it's not true, though, is it? Because we could get rid of them, open up Buckingham Palace, make shitloads of money then. Or we could we could privatise them, right? It's all about privatisation now, isn't it? Try and privatise the NHS, they privatise electricity and all these things. Whether you agree or not, right? I'm not saying either way, but they have done it, right? They say it's a great way. Like competition is a good way of, of bringing more value to the customer. So why don't we privatize privatize royal family? Yeah, why well, you know find another queen, you know who might do it for cheaper. Queen Latifah, I bet she would be cheaper than Queen. Yeah, be much more fun. She can rap and you know she can sing, does comedy and she can act apparently. <laughs> or we could do some sort of. Uh, Deal with Burger King, right? Commercial investment. Yeah, that's meant to be great, isn't it? We could do <laughs> Look, guys, um, <laughs> if you prefer, you know, the podcast when I'm a little bit less ranty and angry, um, write to Airbnb and tell them to sort things out because uh, they've put me in a bad mood and I'm releasing it on you. <laughs> Hopefully you're getting some amusement from me ranting or raving about uh, the Queen. I don't know. Maybe don't, but then again... That's probably why this is free. <laughs> if you have been listening to every episode so far, fucking awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, very kind. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, eight episodes now. Oh, I'm kind of surprised I got this far, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I might if I get to ten. That will mean, oh, we're going for longer, you know. We're almost there. Uh, I've caught up now. I'm still going to try and do this every day for now. Um, let's see how that goes. I'm going to try. There might be shorter episodes. Uh, you know, it might just be a five-minute episode. I'm going to try and keep doing it one a day, right? That's my plan. So we'll see the, where that goes. I'm going to try. I can't promise anything, but hopefully later on, as the podcast goes on, 
I'll be bring on guests and stuff, and we'll do something a bit different. And we'll keep this kind of moving and try different things out. You know what I haven't done in a while, right? What I haven't done in a while is um, I haven't recommended a film, have I? Not to do my daily film recommendations. It hasn't really happened. So um, I'm going to do that now, right? The one I wanted to do for New Year's, I couldn't do because I missed it. Well, I missed it my chance. So I'm not going to do it now because it's particularly a New Year's Eve film. So um, you have to wait until, um, you know, a year. Next New Year's Eve, <laughs> if this is still running, then uh, and I'm still going and uh, the world hasn't blown up, then uh, I'll tell you then. But I'll give you a clue. It's got Scoop McNary in it, and I love Scoop McNary. And for all my hipster friends, you know, hipster film friends, are all like, oh, you know, Scoop McNary's great. Yeah, I liked him before you did. Um, <laughs> just the, the ultimate fucking indie boy um, art school um, competition. I liked him before you did. You know, recently I've been talking about, um, you know, warning people. Well, not warning people, but taking a piss out of Kickstarter versions and things, right? And how people just sort of put a video together with um, <laughs> and put on, you know, library music called something like vaguely, vaguely inspiring. Um, and people think it's legit. So we saw him recently, he was on the internet, came up actually as an advert on Facebook to me. Um, and it was a video of what claimed to be a um, Japanese man who, and <laughs> he was now fitter than anyone. Uh, than people younger than him and that one thing changes his life it keeps going you're like is this like a pill or something no it's an advert for a pillow um that apparently and they came up with some crappy backstory it turns out the guy in the video is a, a chinese actor um yeah he's not even japanese so uh that's slightly racist as well um i think some people have ended up trying to buy this thing i'm like Dude, if somebody's telling you it's going to change the world and telling you it's going to make you feel 50 years younger, right, and that turns out to be a pillow, one that even they say is uncomfortable, I think, I think it's safe to say, <laughs> bullshit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, but I think it's because they put together this inspiring story, right, because they know people love, um, you know those videos that, that seemed to get a lot of traction where it's like um, this cat was homeless and it only had one leg and it met this tiger and we all thought the tiger was going to eat it but they became best friends and now the tiger and the cat um, run a shoe shop together in Haversham you know something like that um, <laughs> this eagle and this rabbit you'd think the eagle would eat this bunny and kill it but actually they run a vegetarian restaurant in through yeah it's storytelling isn't it it's part of storytelling because a story brings us in. We like, people seem to like stories like that. Where it's, you know, it's boring. It's man. You think this man's going to be old, but actually he's younger. Something that can change things. But we all want to change, you know. Make us live longer. Make us fire love. You know. Defy age. All these things. Become rich. Quickly. Without little, with little effort. And we're brought in by this, aren't we? We miss our loved ones. Maybe we'll go to psychics, pay those money. Or we want assurances that our life is in control. So we'll go pay some televangelist. Pay out a ticket to go to some room for some guy to go, hey, can't you feel the Lord? And then they go home on a big private jet. It's usually a trap, isn't it? Whenever something 
seems too good to be true. It usually is. Uh, I know it's the old saying, isn't it? But um, it's kind of, it's one of those things that people say a lot. It's kind of, maybe we do forget it. We get lured in by these sort of, you know, ageing remedies and this thing will make you feel 40 years younger. I can see a lot of adverts. See, I don't have much hair left, right? I'd like some hair, you know? Most of the time, like, fuck it. This is what happens. It's fine. But if I had a choice, yeah, I'd like some hair. There's a lot of hair remedies. Uh, see a lot of adverts now for um, caffeine shampoo. Or scientific research says it's rubbish. They're still pushing it. They still some, somehow be able to advertise it as clinically tested and blah, 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 blah. But really it's just bollocks. And they know you, you're desperate to have hair. And so you'll try anything. So, yeah, never trust anyone who tells you they can fix something massive in your life. Because they brand themselves as saviors. Like, look, you know, you're worried about aging. I can fix that with surgery or this expensive treatment or this mascara or whatever or this bloody magic toaster. <laughs> the toaster that kills aging. Eat this bread. Eat this toast uh, with all our branded uh, preserves of marble and jam and it will make you younger somehow. Trust us. And then in small prints, like, this way, hobby bollocks. Because they, they make themselves look like they're there to help you, don't they? We're here to help you, even though we're going to charge you a lot of money for it. But they're not. They're there to exploit you, aren't they? But you never trust someone who's like, I can change the world. I can defy the laws of physics and the laws of biology. I can. And I will do it for you. Yeah, I'll make you live longer. Live for years. Yeah. Yeah, just have to pay my money. <laughs> it's always been like, oh, maybe I just want my money. Oh, anyway, I never meant this to be a serious show or like a preachy show. So feel free to call all that stuff rubbish. I just went on a bit of a bit of a late night radio rant, didn't I? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I didn't. Going back, I'm gonna recommend some films. Right, I'm gonna recommend a film. Um, because of Niza, I'd like to recommend the Neil Simon film. Um, murder by death. Um, I think I'm going to recommend it. <laughs> There's some great bits about it. Basically, it's sort of a spoof who done it, and um, yeah, and uh, each character is a sort of um, it's meant to represent a famous detective, right? They change their name slightly, but it's like a Miss Marple spoof and a Pyro spoof and a um. Uh, Great Philip Marlowe spoof played by Peter Falk. However, there is also um, bits of doing a sort of rather racist uh, Charlie Chen uh, impression. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I know Charlie Brown was always racist. It was always a white man dressed up. Um, but this doesn't really make it any better. It's, it's good. I think the idea is better than maybe the execution, but it's still quite fun. So I'm sort of recommending that, but also not... <laughs> I'll try and make this uh, Knives Out related to life somehow. So, all right, Daniel Craig film, right? You've probably seen most of them, and you've probably seen this, but if you haven't, Munich, um, I think it's one of Steven Spielberg's best films for years. Um, I still meet quite a lot of people who haven't, who maybe have heard of it but not seen it, but definitely watch, worth watching. Brilliantly made. Um, it's a suspense film based on a true story, um, and it tries to be um, engaging. Uh, the thriller aspects, but also tries to not kind of 
make anyone a hero and like guys but also not villain it tries to look at both sides and it's it it treats the from what i remember it treats the topic as 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 complexly as a hollywood drama could um oh man i'm switching this up now it's all been far too serious um (laughs) uh, also i should also stop soon um because i want this to get up before it's officially the next day and also people in bed i'm probably keeping them up by having these big old rants and moans believe with something trivial (laughs) which is why is it every time i see a door right and it says push or pull i always do the opposite whereas if it doesn't say anything i always do the correct i move it the correct way just from the start what is it do you think it's it's my inherent sort of problem with authority i'm like oh you want me to pull i'm gonna push (laughs) maybe it is right (laughs) Also, do you want to know how crazy my brain is, right? I went to see the cinema the other day, not today. Um, can't even remember. What, oh, yeah, I went to see Star Wars. Um, and uh, I was by the seat. And I, here's a little known fact, right? I always sit, when I'm on my own, I sit right at the front of the cinema. Yeah. Do you know why? Because no one else is there. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, it's too close. I quite like it. I'm emerging the picture. Also, just slip down on my chair like I'm a 12-year-old. You know, <laughs> I got a five-year-old just sunk into the chair. Oh, I just love it. And there's no one there. Get all my snacks out that I bought from the shop next door. Yeah, fuck that. You know, fucking overpriced popcorn. I know that's where the cinemas make them. Like blah blah blah. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to sit right in the middle, right in the front, and. For some reason, there was a seat 13. And I know, uh, some people are like, oh, 13, bad luck. But I deliberately was like, oh, I better take that, right? Because I want to show that I'm not superstitious. <laughs> so I'm going to make myself take it. Ah, well, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did most things. Anyway, right. I'm going to leave it there for now. Because I'll be back tomorrow, you know, well, uh, to tell you more adventures of my Airbnb debacle. Uh Thank you again for following me and for anyone who's listened to the um, episode each day. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, stick with me. We're going to have some more fun, I reckon. Um, my voice is getting all croaky, so I'm going to go. I'm going to leave now. In my blues voice. This has been Khalees, and this has been Khalees exists on your airwaves and ears all around you on the internet. Don't let the bastards grind you down. And let's do this again sometime. Bang.